going, Katanning? We are back. Episode two of the Katanning podcast. I am here with a very special guest. Uh, episode number two, Mr. Jurgen Koster. And so, uh, I don't know, am I pronouncing it right? You are pronouncing okay, it right. Okay, fantastic. And uh, how many people do you think pronounce it right on the first try? Uh, not many. Not many. <laughs> Hardly any at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. So uh, I'm just super excited to have you. It's been awesome to get to know you over the last few months, and I think that all of Katanning needs to know you. And so just excited. Hopefully a lot of people get to know you and what you're doing. And um just really excited about it. I'm honored. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So uh, tell us who you are. Tell us about your your uh, childhood, what's your ties to Katanning, all that kind of stuff. Well, um, for your introduction, I'm Jurgen Koster. Um, I was born and raised in Katanning, Pennsylvania. Um, my entire life, I've been a hockey player by trade. Um, I grew up playing travel hockey for an organization out of Pittsburgh, and almost every single weekend throughout the school year, uh, we would be away traveling, playing hockey, and I think some years... I even missed like up to like 30 days. I was writing like sick oh, days wow. like every single Friday, but it, it enabled me to see many different cities, many different places, and get to know a lot of people around uh, Pittsburgh and the local area. Very cool, very cool. So uh, so what are you doing now? Um, so now I moved back home at the beginning of this year, and I started a business that is called Yinsmart.com. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if um, a lot of people have probably seen the signs around town. Uh, you've been doing a lot of kind of, I call it guerrilla marketing. Yeah, you know, the grassroots stuff, making signs and, and getting your name out there. Um, I don't know if everyone knows yet what Yinsmart.com is, so tell me a little bit about, you know, tell me a little about, about Yinsmart, what's all that, uh, what's, what's the company about? Um, Yinsmart.com is a hyper-local marketplace um, for businesses, for local businesses and people to interact. Okay. All right. Well, that's really cool. So tell me a little bit more about what that, like, what does that mean? What are we, what are you doing right now, like, you're kind of just in the initial stages of your company, right? Um, so this is so this would be um, Yinsmart going out and attracting local businesses by offering to onboard them and bring them online, and then we provide advertising for their services, and then that advertising is geared at um, all of the all you know local people so that they can purchase from their smartphones from the local businesses. Oh wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, what businesses so far are you working with in town? Um, right now, we are working with Amano Eatery, Harper's Grill, Dentisi's Produce, Cade's Tomato Pie, Mertz Cafe. Um, I feel really bad if I didn't mention someone's <laughs> name right now. Yeah, well, uh, when they start to stack up, right? You yeah. <laughs> the goal is to have too many to mention at some point, right? And we've been approached by more, so we've been working on hiring more people so that we can bring in more businesses and have more to offer. That's really awesome. I know I used your uh, service to get stuff from Amano, uh, gosh, probably a few weeks ago at this point. And it was really cool. Yeah, I went on the Yinsmart website order your stuff and it was like 10 minutes later you're at my door with or you're in my office with my food and it was just the, like uh, really the, really neat the pepperoni rolls yeah and pepperoni rolls absolutely I, <laughs> I can't forget that. i think that was that might have been the first or second order i think that we had oh wow okay yeah. very cool very cool so i don't know i want to go back a little bit and just kind of um learn a little bit more about your origin story that's really cool that you played hockey and your brother's still involved with stuff like that right Yes. Different different hockey stuff? Does um, he still doing he it was a, an assistant coach to the varsity team, and I think that that was last year. 
And then now he actually he's trying to start his own local business and he's doing skate sharpenings. Okay. So he's actually hustling and he's doing that right out of the garage right now. How cool is that? That's yeah. awesome. So you got like entrepreneurial mindset in your family. Uh, and my mom was the creator of that. And, you know, across the street from State Farm, you can see Keep Me in Stitches. And that is my mother's print shop. Oh, wow. OK. So you guys are like uh, just grassroots uh, marketing kind of people. Well, and I've been able to take advantage of that and produce all of the signs um, just because my mom has all of the equipment and the know-how to do that. That is so awesome. Okay. So did you, you grew up right in Catanning, like born and raised here? Uh, well, we, I think it was, we moved here when I was three. Okay. Um, I think I, I believe I was born in Pittsburgh. Uh, it was either, <laughs> it was either, it was either Butler or um, UPMC Mercy. Yeah. And we moved to Catanning when we were three years old. Okay. When I was three years old. Very cool. Very cool. And then went to Catanning High School, all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Um, went to West Hills when that was still open. Went to the middle school that has now been torn down. Yeah. Um, a lot of memories, and then also the old high school now. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully something good will happen with the old high school and. Uh, there seems to be a good movement on that with Emerald City Gymnastics and excited to see what happens there. So um, so then at post high school, you I'm assuming you went to college somewhere and what happened from there? Right. <laughs> that was my girlfriend. Oh, you're good. Um, so right after high school, um, I, I thought that I was going to go to school. So I toured a few different colleges and I was playing for I was playing hockey for Team Pittsburgh and I got noticed by a scout. And after that, I ended up playing junior hockey for three years before I went to college. Oh, wow. Now, so I ended up uh, playing two years in Canada, and then I played one year in uh, right around Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I attended Penn State University. Oh, wow. Very cool. Okay. And then what, so post-college then, like, how did you end up, how did, how did this whole, like, Yinsmart thing come about? Um, I've always had a passion for starting a business. When I was in high school, I tried to start um, a clothing business. And then while I was in college, I always found myself focusing on things outside of the classroom instead of like what I was actually doing in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to start a multimedia business and a wash and fold laundry service. Oh, wow. So I was always like, you know, I'm trying to take exactly what I was doing in the classroom to putting it into like real life. And that's just what I was always trying to do. So once I was out of school and quickly I noticed that while I was working somewhere, I noticed that I would just much rather be trying trying to start a business and do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like you and I are kindred spirits because I, I have a lot of that mindset in me too. And then when I started with State Farm, it, everything was so put together for us as a business, it almost felt like I didn't get to build it myself. And so... I feel like that's the YouTube channel and the podcast and all that kind of stuff. Now it's kind of like scratching that itch because I like it's in me to build something like it seems like you wouldn't be happy if you weren't building something like. No, and it's it's amazing, too. And I want to say that it's once you finally get to a point where you're like, wow, you know, six months ago. I had no idea how to do any of this. Mm -hmm. And then you're here today and you, and you're and you think to yourself I, I could do this in my sleep. Mm -hmm. And the, and you can look back at like wow, I had to learn how to do this and then I had to do that. And now I'm here and I can actually do so much more back than when before I was just struggling to even get started. Right, right. And so it's like that process. Now I I don't know, for me when I get to that point of like comfort then then it's there's like something inside me that just wants to go further and keep going is that where you're at now oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's um 
uh, like with, with the darkest is always before the dawn. Yeah. There's so many times where sometimes I'll come home and I just like want to cry and I <laughs> and like you want to and you just like want to quit. You yeah. want to you're like ah you know what nobody's buying from this it's not gonna work. And then out of nowhere, somebody messages you and something good happens. And before you know it, like 30 seconds later, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, I can't give up. Uh, And that just, that always seems to happen. Like, that has always been my spirit. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. I tell my, so it it annoys my wife to no end that I'm always, like, on to another project. Because she's always like, can you just stop for a little while? And I'm just like, I can't. Like, that's just what's inside of me. And I, I actually I was analyzing myself, I think it was at the beginning of the year this year, and I said, you know what, I think I've, I think I've finally put my finger on it. I'm not happy unless I'm always like teetering on the edge of failure. Like I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I don't like to dr- jump out of planes. I just like to <laughs> always have the option to like lose everything. And uh, it, it's <laughs> like um, failure, failure is the best, best method for learning. Yeah. Where it's you should you should almost you should expect to fail Mm -hmm. because every single time that you fail you learn from it yeah so it's like uh hey i'm trying to make this payment gateway so that so that we could accept payments from multiple different vendors Mm -hmm. well i had to try 15 different ways before i found it right i mean it took me almost like a month and then whenever i found it i was like well this isn't even hard at all the next day if somebody needed to know how to do that i could install this for them right right yeah it's uh, it's interesting how you learn, and um, I love that the, that you have that spirit. I know we, none of that was in our questions, but man, super interesting. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> so after college, then you went to I went to Promontory Financial Group. Okay. Um, now this is a regulatory compliance agency um, in New York City. Okay. And that while I was there, I was a regulatory compliance analyst. Okay. Um, for the firm. And that's uh, I'm so, assuming you didn't want to do that forever. No. But learning experience, all that kind of stuff? Learning experience was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, they're some of the highest skilled professionals, I would say, like, in the world. Yeah. Um, but the positions that I could have grown into would still be more of an office type of job, and it just wasn't something that I really loved. Yeah. So that's why I knew that I did not want to stay. Yeah, okay. Um, just a reminder with your fingers and yeah, stuff. Sorry. You're good. Um, so... Okay, so then after your internship, you move back, you start Yensmark.com. That's really that's really cool. Uh, so what what made you want to? Uh, I, I you know I get this question a lot, but I I mean for you I think it's even more uh, of a good question. Why Catanning to start a business first off, and then why Catanning especially for like a tech company? Because you think someone's going to start a tech company, you're going to want to be in Silicon Valley, you're going to want to be in New York City. You were already in New York City, and then you decided to come back to Catanning and do it. So, so why? Why Catanning? I absolutely, I love this question. Okay, and this is because just for the facts that you just stated, is that this area needs a technology company. Yeah. It's not that I'm competing with everybody else. It's that we need a technology company. Yeah. And that's why I thought that there's no better place for a technology company than the town that really does not have one. Yeah, <laughs> and I totally agree. I mean, uh, you and I have kind of had that conversation a little bit before on just how there's so much opportunity here. And to, to do a, a company like you're doing, you can just bootstrap something here for next to nothing. Whereas to get the attention in a Silicon Valley or in New York City or to, to grab investors, 
you're competing with everybody and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to go there and do something like what you're trying to do. Like this is like the perfect spot for you. When you're when you're trying to start a new company and you also need to be able to get the word out mm -hmm. and you don't have the advertising dollars of like an Uber, then like a small American town just like Catanning is perfect for a startup. Yeah. I just think that's I don't know. I it's a great perspective. I don't think most people are thinking that way though. They're like it's like if you're going to be an actress, you're like, I'm going to go to Hollywood because that's where all the people are. And I think people think about that tech-wise, but the beauty of today's with the Internet economy is you can do that same stuff anywhere. You don't, you don't need to be there. For, let's just say, for $5 a day on Facebook, mm -hmm. I've been able to get out the word for Yinsmart to almost every person in town. Yeah. So yeah, it's amazing. That's just awesome. <laughs> well, we have a couple of questions from viewers, and I want to get into those, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit more about the city. But uh, the first one is from Amanda Slagle. Um, she was on the live stream, and she asked, uh, Jurgen, uh, who do you think will benefit ultimately from Yensmart.com? Or maybe it's who are you hoping that will benefit from Yensmart.com? I think first and foremost, um, the people that will benefit the most are the um, local vendors, which are the restaurants which now will be able to receive more online orders. Um, some restaurants didn't even accept credit cards before, and in one day we can have them set up to accept credit cards and we can provide marketing for them and we can take the online orders. That's really cool. Um, second, I would say it would be all of it would be um, local people who would be happy to purchase from these places that can now um, engage with our service. So like if a restaurant doesn't deliver, we will deliver for them. So now you can get delivery from restaurants that did not deliver before. Oh wow. And I would say that third would be, um, there's a lot of elderly people in this town mm -hmm. and some of them may not want to go out or maybe even struggle to go out. Mm -hmm. And we want them to be able to have all of the food that they love from anywhere that they want to get it. And that is actually a lot of the inspiration from Yinsmart. Yeah. So I think it's different than whenever you see a lot of technology companies, they're like, oh, we got to go after the college kids. We got to go after the youth. Yeah. But for me, it, the inspiration was actually, hey, can I make this um, platform so easy that my grandma can use it? Yeah. I don't want have I don't want her to, you know, have to get in her car or have to get on her bike and, and ride downtown to get the food whenever she can just use this service and we can bring it to her. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm thinking, you know, people on disability that can't get out of their house, I mean, it opens up the entire world to them at that point. Um, you know, I have a friend that uh, we were actually just talking the other day. He fell in his kitchen, tore all three ligaments in his knee. He's not going to be able to leave his house for like a couple of months. And I'm like, dude, yinsmart.com, you need to go out and eat. You just go on there and you can get from any restaurant. And I think that that's something we need to just point out too. You just you just said you can get from any restaurant or just the restaurants you work with? Um, so we encourage them to work with us because we will provide them with marketing. Yeah. Um, but if you want to place an order with someone and they're not with us yet, you just let us know mm -hmm. and we'll go pick it up and we'll take it to you. That's we amazing. Think that, we think that they'll see us um, coming in and picking it up and they'll be like, well, these people are doing business all over town, and they'll be more likely to come and work with us after that as well. Absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, that, that answers the question for sure. Uh, we have another question from a, a listener, uh, Nathaniel Cox. He said, 
what are the future plans for your company? Are you explaining, planning to expand to more areas? Are you creating an app? You know, what, and I know you're not going to lay out like your detailed uh, strategy for the future, but you know, what's, what's in Yinsmart's plans? I certainly won't give them the strategy. Um, <laughs> you know, I might let some things slip, but you know, I try to keep it tight lipped. For sure. For sure. Um, what's in our plans? Um, we certainly do plan on expanding. Um, if you can guess from our name, Yinsmore, we plan to be um, in Yinzer Nation and, and expand all throughout there. Um, we do have plans to create an app. I'm not going to set a timeline on that because I, I can't actually code myself, but I am working with people to develop an app. So sure. I could, in the future, I could give more updates. Um, but the plan is to become more of a WeChat. Um, that's a it's a Chinese company that's almost like a combination of Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, um, and YouTube, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and even like PayPal, all that kind of stuff built in one. And um, so you want to you want to expand in other areas of service and just take yes. over the region, basically. Yes, we want to be more multi-dimensional yeah. instead of like you see the the platforms that seem to have only one function. Sure. Okay, that's really cool. Um, Anything else that we can be looking forward to in the coming weeks, months, years, or uh, you keeping a tight lip for now? Um, we're gonna be adding. Mo- we're gonna be adding more restaurants. Okay. That that's for certain. That's the yes. big thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just expanding the restaurants and different food services in the area. Very cool. Um, well, that's that's good. Is there anything else you want to say about Yinsmart? I have a couple questions about Katanning and then about you know just entrepreneurism in, in general. But um, anything else you want to say about Yinsmart while you have the opportunity? I think we covered it pretty well. You're good with it? Okay. So how do you feel about Catanning as a whole then? Uh, Because obviously, you know, I'm obsessed with like the mindset um, that I'm extremely positive about the city. I believe the city's on the up, but I know not everyone's in the same court as I am on that. Do you believe like Catanning's on the up or on the down? And, you know, why do you think that way? I think the Catanning is most certainly on the up. Okay. Um, I think it's changed a lot even since the maybe five years that I was gone. So three years for junior hockey. I came back. I went to Penn State New Ken for two, and then I went to the main campus for mm-hmm. two. Um, but over the course of that time, I think um, there have been several new businesses that I see, and they've been started by, um, let's say, some younger people. Yeah. And it see it just it, it feels it feels different, and it seems to be more energy in the air, and people seem to be more open to new ideas now than they were before. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, when we showed up six and a half years ago, I was thinking, you know, we kind of fell in love with the town before we moved here, and then after we moved here, we were like, oh man, what did we get ourselves into? Because everything was so negative, and it was very, very difficult to even have a conversation about changing anything. And now it seems like you just start talking about it, and people are like, yeah, yeah, let's do that, let's do that. And it's easy. It's so much easier to collaborate now. It feels like. And I think that you know, growing up here, I think that you know, we, we, I'll use the proverbial we, I used to take um, Catanning for granted. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I probably didn't think too highly of the town whenever I was younger, and that was my mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that, but now that I had a chance to see the world and actually decide to come back, I can see that. I mean, Katang is picturesque. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, over a couple of uh, weekends in the summer, my girlfriend and I went down and sat on the amphitheater and laid out and had a picnic. Well, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything that beautiful. The only thing that compares is when I did a study abroad in France 
and we would lay out. We were allowed to have wine, so we would have like wine and cheese, and we would lay out on the river, yeah, and just like and talk to people as they came past and lay it out in the park. Sitting on the amphitheater on like nights in the summer was like exactly like that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's just to make that comparison between the two because I know everyone thinks you know uh, being or in Paris on the river or something like that is like the greatest thing in the world. And then you're like, yeah, they're, you, they're equal. <laughs> you, you think that you really have to go somewhere to experience like beauty or yeah. like environmental like beauty. But we actually have it in our backyard. Right. All that changes, all it needs is a little change in perspective. I think the same thing too, because I was born in Fargo, North Dakota. And so I don't know if you've ever been out that way, but um, like Oklahoma City, Fargo, North Dakota, and nothing against those towns. They're, they're nice places with nice people. But they're ugly. <laughs> they're just really ugly. I lived in uh, I lived in Aberdeen for I think like two months. Yeah. Um, playing playing junior hockey for a little bit. Yeah. I can't believe how flat it is. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like the temperature will change almost forty degrees <laughs> in like two hours when the sun goes down. Yeah. I moved here and I was like, man, tropical weather in Pittsburgh and, you know, it's beautiful. There's hills everywhere. Like, this is amazing. I couldn't believe it when I first moved here. And Four was, seasons in a day. Yeah, completely fell in love with it. So. <laughs> um, so next question here, you know, what's it been like, you know, since you believe Catanning's on the up, you know, what's it been like to start a business here? You know, um, and what's that, what's that whole process been like? Do you, like? do you think it's been better in Catanning or worse than starting it somewhere else? Or I think, like, it's, I think it's been better. Okay. And I want to say that um, maybe for this area, it's more like new. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in some other areas of the country, these type of platforms already exist. Okay. Um, but from all of the people that we've had here, they say, you know, hey, this is great. Like our, our town needs this. Like we are so happy that somebody has taken the initiative and started something like this. We haven't, you know, nobody has complained that there's a new person trying to create a technology company in Catanning. Yeah. So everybody is saying, hey, keep going, keep working, keep your head on straight and, you know, just provide a good service. Yeah. Have you had trouble like trying to get people used to the idea of going on to a website that's not the restaurant you're going to order from, type it in? Like, has that been tough to overcome or has it been fairly simple? I think it's been fairly simple, and I would actually, I would actually give that to um, people being willing, able, willing to communicate. Yeah, they don't just expect the service to work a certain way. If they have a question, they just message us, and we just say, "Hey, yeah, well, we'll take your order. Just give me a call. Mm-hmm. Send me a send me a text message. Message yeah. us on Facebook." Do you want to place your order through Instagram? Sure. <laughs> so um, it's a little different than other companies, but because of the area that we're in, there is um, we've been trying to operate on a model of like uh, enhanced trust, mm-hmm. where they say, "Hey, we'll pay you for that. Go get it for us, and we'll pay you at the door." Right. So we'll actually pay for it ourselves and then take it somewhere. Okay. So now working with the model of trust um, has actually benefited us a lot. And, and people seem to be very grateful for that. That's really, really awesome. Because uh, if I was like starting a tech company, I'd be worried of, in this area, you know, that if it's behind on the times or like, will people that haven't used technology before, will they have trouble doing it? Or will they be like scared to do it? And so it's really neat that you're trying to build the trust first. Like that's your first avenue and then build off of that trust. So um, I think that's pretty unique in a company. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you know, what, what can the city do to help you succeed? You know, what can local business community help you succeed? Like, how can we make sure that Yinsmart sticks around for another hundred years? <laughs> um, just, you know, hey, I, I mean, I, I think that they've already done it. Yeah. I think that people have given us a chance. 
and I think that they I think that in this town it's it's a blue collar town and if they see you out there working hard then they're going to give you a chance. Yeah. So we we've actually we've missed an order before. I think we've delivered a wrong order. I've I delivered one to a wrong place before. So by no means are we perfect. Yeah. But just by being honest and communicating with people, they've said, "Oh, okay, you know, you guys are new and we understand that you are working hard and we always work um, to go over and beyond to make it up for people." Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, I'm thinking like local business just give you a shot. And if you're a local restaurant, you don't have delivery service like give you a call and you know give you a chance to to win the business because um the more that we've talked about it you know if i had a restaurant i'd totally be doing the in smart because if you yeah, if you to, to build a website to do the marketing to do the delivery hire drivers all that kind of stuff it's expensive for a business to try to add that layer on but like you've already built it all out and the, and you already have the website you already do the marketing and it's all available for you so i'm just thinking like you know, for a local business not to at least give you a shot. Uh, it's just crazy to me. And I think that we're doing it at a very, very competitive price. Point oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. Because you're like, you're trying to compete with the Amazon Fresh of the world, Uber Eats of the world, um, you know, those those kind of places and the, that you're competing with. And, and those guys have so much scale. Yeah. Um, but what they don't do is they don't have hyper-local marketing. Yeah. And that's really where we're trying to stand out. Yeah, personal touch, trust, all that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. where they're lacking. Strong, strong local ties to yeah. the places that we work with. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, so next question would be, like, you know, what mistakes have you made on your journey? Is there anything you'd go back and like do again or rehash over? Or is there anything that you would, you know, if you could go back and start Yinsmart over again, what would you do different? Um, well, I think I make a mistake every single day. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> every, every, every single day, there's something that I would have been like, well, why did I do that? Um, you know, I, I think that people, when they first start a business, they think that they need to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly the wrong path. Where you're, it, it, It's a marathon. It's not a race. Yeah. So do whatever you can and use whatever you can without spending a lot of money. Um, I was to get the business started. I was trying to enter into pitch competitions, mm-hmm. and I was I was thinking of oh hey you know we got to have this video. This video has got to be perfect. I got to do whatever um, to submit it. Well, what actually worked best was you know making a very very rough like really rough draft. So instead of even having like a microphone, um, I actually I had a like a loofah. <laughs> and like I used my phone in a selfie mode yeah. and that's how I made the first draft. Oh wow. So I didn't go out and just buy a microphone to try and do it for the first time. I I used a, a loofah from the shower <laughs> just to pretend that it was a microphone before I actually knew what I wanted to do. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's like you just make do with what you got, you know, keep it going and I'm assuming you wouldn't change a whole lot because every mistake that you've made has been this learning experience and it's all kind of made the company into what it is today, made you into who you are today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really would not change a lot. Um, yeah. I think I've had the advantage of trying to start companies since I was in high school. So I've got a lot of the mistakes out uh, <laughs> over like the last 10 years. Yeah. I've made so many mistakes along the way that now it looks like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just that it's been a lot, a lot of practice. That's really, really cool. So I'm assuming like there's got to be kids in Armstrong High School and even in the junior high that have that kind of same mentality, that same entrepreneurial drive. We're kind of in the age of the entrepreneur where it's really cool to start your own company, to do all those kinds of things. 
And so there's going to be a lot of kids in Katanning that are going to be looking up to people like you, looking up to people like me that are like younger local business owners. So what would you say to all those kids that are in junior high, high school right now? What would you say to them for like advice on how to start their company down the road? Or what should they be doing now to be where you are in 10 years? Um, I would say, I would just say chase your passion. Don't chase the money. Um, and then, the I mean, the kid in his garage is the most dangerous competition that there is to, like, even Amazon now. Oh, yeah. As soon as, once you give up, you're out of the race. Mm-hmm. So you, you just have to keep your head down and just keep working and find your passion and follow that and get other people to um, buy into your narrative. And eventually, as you keep working, good things will happen for you. I love that. So I was I was seeing on Facebook the other day there was a you know there was a meme that had the um, it had where Apple started it was in a garage where Amazon started it was in a garage Google started in a garage and Microsoft started in a garage and it's like four of the biggest companies in the country they might be the four biggest country companies in the country I think all started in someone's garage and I don't that's not going to change in the future like that's still where the that's still where it starts it's like just an idea in somebody that has passion and drive. I think if you have a cell phone now, then you can have a business. Yeah. That's crazy how it's changed, isn't it? I mean, the barriers to entry are just... The barriers to entry are, you could say, low. But I would say that the runway for success is much shorter. Okay. So look at an example like Kodak. Mm -hmm. So Kodak had 20 years to adjust to digital... you know, digital prints coming out, yeah. and they still like really haven't completely failed. Mm-hmm. But now, if you're, um, you know, if you're Uber or something, and somebody else does adds like an extra service, if you don't change in almost a year, you could lose so much value. So I'm saying, it doesn't take 20 years for a company to fail. Now it can only take a year. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very nimble and able to adjust. And I actually think that that is some of the um, most important stuff for young entrepreneurs to realize now is that you don't have to just always stick to one idea. You can make changes. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's almost like, that's even more of of a reason not to make a huge investment up front, not to buy the microphone, all that kind of stuff, because you may change six months from now and you may not even need what you were going to what your dream was at the time may be completely different six months from now. I think um, like Twitter. Twitter started out where they wanted to be a podcast company. Mm -hmm. Well, as Ev Williams, he was the, one of the original creators for it, saw that, oh, Apple just dropped out, just dropped this podcast thing on iTunes. And in one day his company was irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) They had absolutely no business competing with Apple and they had to switch immediately. And they and eventually over that short time is whenever they, you know, hatched Twitter. Yeah. And you're talking almost four hundred million users now on Twitter and uh, public company. I think I I think one of the futures of T V. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's really interesting. Uh, I'm thinking it's kind of taking me back to when we were planting the church. Um, We started Living Water Church because there was there's kind of two paths of planting a church. And I think it's kind of the same thing we're talking about with a business. Like path one, which is what all the other denominations are doing, they'll take $100,000 and try to pour tons and tons of marketing in and try to have 500 people on the launch day and then hope that they keep 200 of those. And then the other path is to just bootstrap it. You start in your living room with a guitar and a Bible and you just like grow it person by person by person and then ultimately you. And I think doing it that way, you end up with a more stable church. You end up, 
in better place financially. You don't destroy your life if it doesn't work out. <laughs> and um, I think it's the same thing for business. Like you can just bootstrap this thing, grow it slowly, um, work on a local or a regional level. You don't have to take over the world today, figure out what works and then grow it from there once you can make a little money at it. That's um, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I had was from reading this book, it was, I'll have to get back to you on the book. It was something about like the cost of startups. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about all the times that they had failed. And for like almost for six months where he had spent so many thousands of dollars that they just, they actually just found out that they were just, they were actually asking the wrong questions the entire time. Yeah. That people weren't um, adjusting to the service. And he said, well, you'd be so much better off if you just spent $5 every single day until you found out the right questions to ask. And then you slowly build up from there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the approach that we took where, hey, $5 a day gets you seen about 500 times on Facebook. Yeah. So people interact and they say, hey, we like this. So we, get, so we go back and we add this. And you know, another day somebody says this and we add that. And pretty soon these people keep coming back to us because they know that we're listening to them and we have more of a following. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. So that's, I mean, that's great advice, not just like uh, on, a, on a huge business level, but that's, I mean, that's great advice for any business around town, you know, from the smallest mom and pop shop that's just thinking about getting on Facebook for the first time and advertising. It's like, don't run one ad for $500, run a different ad every day for 100 days for five bucks a piece. And then you'll figure out which 10 work the best and then run those 10 for a little more. And then you, know, you figure it out from there. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so interesting how it's all changed because like even just six years ago, starting a business, it was like, you got to have a billboard. And so you pay $1,000 for a billboard. Well, how much more can you get from a Facebook ad, $1,000 in Facebook ads than from a $1,000 billboard? Or how much more can you get from, you know, get making yard signs from you? Or, you know, you, it's just about getting the attention and getting eyeballs on your product. Mm -hmm. And I think you've done a really amazing job at that. So <laughs> it's really cool. That's where we tried to hit them with the trifecta. We tried to hit them with everything. Yeah. But, you know, make sure you're starting with something that is not going to ruin your business. Yeah. And so it's not it's not that billboards are bad. It's just that, you know, you don't you don't have that doesn't have to be the ideal. You can start wherever you want to. Andrew's uh, referencing the billboard that we just had put up about three days ago. I'm not referencing. That. Oh, you're not. I didn't even know. You didn't know that we got the billboard. Put no, up? where's it at? Um, so it is driving up uh, the Indiana Pike towards IUP. Yeah. And it's right on the left there. There's the quick fill. And it's actually this one where you're driving out of Gatanning and, and you're about to go past Dairy Queen. So you did make the big we time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I hope so. We have it, we have it for three months. Um, Jamie Oliver, Oliver Outdoor, his son played hockey. Um, you know, he helped us get a great deal. How cool. Um, so that's why, you know, hey, we've been around for six, seven months online. Um, I have some money stashed away. Yeah. And I thought that this was a good way to really let the people know that we are here for good Absolutely, not everybody you, you, you can't believe everything that you see on Facebook mm -hmm. um, so we wanted people to know that we are a real company and we are invested in this area um, so that's why I decided to do the billboard that's really cool though so I mean that's what I'm saying you start you start small like you did you just a little Facebook ads here and there you figure out what's working now you have something that works I'm assuming there's some big uh, restaurant there's some big food on there. It says yourneurds.com. You order, we deliver. If I could give a, a small blueprint um, yeah. to a kid who's thinking about starting a business, I would say $5 a day on Facebook. Yeah. Start to gain some traction. Go out, buy some yard signs. 
go get some banners, go get some flyers and business cards, go take those to the people who you think are going to buy from you, and then maybe get a billboard and keep moving on up from there. That's but make awesome. sure you start slow. Yeah, and then you just hustle, right? I mean, you got to work. You got to work. You got to talk to people. You got to be honest, um, and you got to admit your mistakes. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, I mean, we have just a little bit more time, so I'm just going to ask you a couple more questions. Just something that are some things that are on my mind. As we're seeing the downtown area, um, the revitalization that's happened over the last few years uh, with the whole uh, turnaround of the Market Street project, the the flowers downtown, the trees downtown, and now you have two of the four empty buildings are being worked on to put new businesses in. Uh, the other two have been, one's been purchased, one is now moving forward and um, like through codes violations, those kinds of things. But everything is now moving for the downtown to hopefully be at capacity within the next few years. Uh, I think that you're starting a business right at the right time. How do you feel about that? Uh, like, what do you feel about the downtown Catanning area? Do you think it has the potential to be what it used to be? Or like, what do you think it's going to look like in five years or 10 years from now in, in, a, in, a, in a perfect world? In a, in a perfect world, um, in a, in, okay, in a perfect world, um, I think that we increase the amount of transactions that happen in Armstrong County by like by like 2,000%. Yeah. What I'm saying is that today there is not many and there is not enough, and the community will actually be able to draw taxes from um, the purchases that happen online. Right. Now, we can increase that a ton. Um, and I think that that money will be able to be put to use in physical um, downtown locations. Okay. Now I can see um, there, there's a beautiful transformation going on. They're fixing up um, one of the one the building that used to be like the bazaar. Yeah. I think that's connected to Yamato. Yep. Um, somebody uh, this week is working on the cozy. It used to the be the cozy, the old cozy cafe. Yep. Um, I know people were buying the other properties, um, some of them that are right off of Market Street. Yeah. Um, and, and I could just see, well, let me, let's step back a second. I think that there's, there's a large project that's going on out in like North Point that's going to bring more jobs to the area. Yeah. Um, and I, I could certain I could certainly see some more large businesses eventually in the next five to ten years coming into um, Armstrong County and specifically Catanning because it's the the, um, the county seat. Yeah. Now, let's just say ten years. I don't know enough about this, but let's just say that we have liquefied natural gas that's like in the area. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of those companies can make a lot of money. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody almost have a, a like a corporate headquarters located in Catanning. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see some some of that manufacturing stuff come back. I don't I don't think it's all going to come back, and certainly not the way that it did, because if they do, they're going to build by the highways. They're not going to build by the river like they used to, because no one ships on the river anymore. So that's not going to happen. But I would love to see a little bit more manufacturing base on the outskirts, and then kind of companies like you kind of create this ecosystem in the downtown area of like small shops and boutiques and coffee shops and all that kind of stuff and then see a, like a major push for tourism because I think there's so much lost revenue in having that river and the beauty of it like to just see that place loaded with kayaks and that kind of stuff through the through the weekends would just be amazing. No, I don't see it happen. I did a I had a vacation and I went to India. Yeah. Which if you ever have the chance, you know, take a <laughs> take a take a short plane ride and, and hop over there. Yeah. Um, but we could certainly have um, 
almost like let's just hypothetically let's just say like those like little cars where we could be doing all of the deliveries oh, yeah. from business to business or business to house uh-huh. since we don't live in in such a huge area that if we had you know a company that could do that then we could be sending them all throughout town and make business happen faster. Absolutely. So if you're, you know, you need a car part, hey, we'll get a car part out to your house in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a print shop and you want to send something up to Lenape, hey, we can do that for you in about 10 minutes. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. So uh, I don't know. That was just an interesting question to me. Something I'm always thinking about is the future of Catanning. I'm very excited about the future as a whole. I'm excited that people like you are a part of it. I'm excited for youngsmart.com. Obviously, I wish you much success. Uh, for everybody watching, if you know any business owners that are not on yinsmart.com yet, uh, get them in touch with this guy. He deserves a shot. And if you haven't tried his service yet, uh, go on yinsmart.com, order from your favorite restaurant, get a burger from Harper's, get a pizza from Cade's Tomato Pie, uh, whatever whatever you're in the mood for that night, and uh, give Jurgen a shot. And you might see him someday uh, at your house delivering something, and we'll probably see him someday on like Forbes magazine or something like that. I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming today. Uh, God bless you, my friend, and uh, appreciate it. All right. Hey, God bless you too. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, we'll see you in the next one.